Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Curling Podcast. That is right. The Olympics are back on the air. It's the Winter Olympics, so we're going to do some curling talk. Yeah, Michael and I actually have qualified. We have. Uh, you you will see us uh, tune in Wednesday night <laughs> at 8 p.m. No. <laughs> oh, Jason, how are you doing this week? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, watched wrestling, played some video games, uh, got a couple of cool ones coming out next week, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited about. Overall, not bad. How about you? I've had worse weeks. Uh, you know, I'm here. Hey, I'm alive. I woke up. Part. I woke up. I saw the green side of the grass this morning. So it's a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it is. I got a question for you, and this is going to tie into something we're going to talk about in a little while. Okay. Have we become the old men who yell at clouds? Yes. We have? I, I, I think we have. Okay. Um... But I don't want to spoil the whole conversation, but, but while yes, we have become the old men that yell at clouds, we're right. <laughs> at least we can take solace in that. Yes. What are we drinking this week? So I got a bottle of Suntory uh, whiskey. It is the Toki version, which is the less expensive one. They've actually got the company's got two or three different brands. Um, are are. Not necessarily brands, but two or three different uh, names yeah. for their whiskeys. You know, it's very similar to like how Johnny Walker has black and red and blue yeah. and all. They got they got lines. They got yeah. They got product lines. lines. Uh, Suntory does the same thing. They've got Toki, which is the um, I think it was about right at forty dollars for the bottle. Okay. Um, and then it goes on up. There's one that's around two hundred a bottle, so it's kind of like Johnny Walker blue. But it's a Japanese whiskey, uh, which, you know, we really don't see too much over here. I mean, we normally get, uh, of course, bourbons everywhere in America. Uh, we get Irish whiskey because everybody wants to be Irish. Uh, but that's... Scotches, because scotch, scotches, it's, it's fancy. You know? But like a Japanese whiskey, you just don't see a lot of it. Yeah. That's also could be because Japan, Japan hasn't really been making whiskey as long as the rest of the world has. I mean, they, they've had their versions of it, but not your, you know, corn mash. Yeah. Here we go. Whiskey. Whiskey. So we're going to give it a shot and see how it tastes. Sounds good. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. It's very smooth. Yeah, it 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 tastes fruity to me. Yeah, I can like, see some fruit now from some fruit notes in there. There's no fruit in this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so, and you know, whenever you hear anybody talking about whiskey tastings, they're like, "I can taste peanuts and I can taste caramel and things of that nature." There's no peanuts and caramel and that kind of stuff in whiskey. No, but it's the it's the notes that it brings up, right? Yeah. To me, this has a very citrus note. Um, 
you know, not orange, not lemon, not lime, not grapefruit, just citrus. Citrus. Yeah. Right. You know, they, they all have that same kind of taste yeah. to them. But yeah, I can um, see that. But that, that's kind of what I get out of it. It's not bad by any means. Um, no, it's, it's good. It does not taste like an American whiskey. Like, you can you can definitely tell this is not your your Jim, your Jack, your Johnny, your, or, you know, that, John, that's John, Scottish, Johnny but, Scottish. But, uh, you know, it's not, it's not an Irish whiskey. Mm-mm. You know, this... This doesn't match the flavor profile of what you normally go to the liquor store and get. Yeah. In any means. So if you're looking for something kind of different, but still in the whiskey family. And it's it's familiar enough that it's not completely out there. I mean, it's got that same whiskey burn. Yeah. That, that all whiskeys do because just because of how they're done. Um, but flavor-wise, that front taste, mm-hmm. it doesn't, to me, it doesn't taste like you know, it doesn't taste like the whiskey you get wherever you go. Yeah. And I'll be like, you know, honestly, I, I usually take like a little sip just to kind of float the flavor in my mouth for a minute. And then I drink a little more of it. This one, I did that. And then I just dropped the rest back. And I mean, it wasn't any worse than drinking a, a soda. Yeah. Uh, as far as like the burn and the, the mouth, the feeling in your mouth. Yep. So should we talk about what happened this week in wrestling? I guess we should. Yeah. It's kind of kind of in the name of the podcast. Yeah, whiskey and wrestling. I'd have more fun talking about curling. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching the mixed doubles earlier, so uh, the specific match was uh, Sweden and Italy. <laughs> and, you know, it was really, it was kind of inter- interesting the way they're yelling at each other and they can sweep or not sweep and get the rock to move. The they're like, sweeping the ice. It, it's amazing. I, I don't know why curling is as fascinating as it is. It's, but uh, it is probably the most fascinating to me winter Olympic sport, if not Olympic sport in general. It just, it's very odd to me, but it's, it is compelling in that, oh, hey, curling's on. <laughs> what happened to the day? You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk Monday Night Raw. Coming off of the uh, Royal Rumble <laughs> that happened on Saturday night, if you want to hear our. Review of that. Check last week's episode because we talk all about it. Bobby Lashley opens the show. Brock Lesnar comes out and says, "No, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not here to challenge you at WrestleMania. Uh, I'm definitely going after Roman at WrestleMania, but I want you tonight." Mm-hmm. And he almost, almost goes Bobby into it. MVP talks Bobby down, but we get Brock Lesnar in uh, Blood Money yeah, here yeah, in the next couple weeks. No, no. Blood money. Well, right, but it's going to be in the Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Yeah, it is going to be in the Elimination Chamber at the Elimination Chamber Premium Live event, which from now on we're going to call Blood Money. Yeah. Uh, we have Nikki Ash. I'm sorry, Nikki A.S.H. versus Rhea Ripley, where um, Ripley gets the win off the Riptide. We have The Miz versus Dominic Mysterio, where The Miz gets the win... We have Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory, where uh, Theory gets the win, which is just disappointing. Mm-hmm. We have Angelo Dawkins versus Dolph Ziggler, and I want to say, um, yeah, Dawkins got the win on that one. We have Otis versus Riddle, uh, where Riddle gets the win over Otis somehow. Yeah, that was after the, the scooter race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. 
little scooter race segment. Yeah. The fun was sarcastic. If, if in case <laughs> in case anybody in the audience didn't pick up on that. We have Bianca Belair versus Carmella, where uh, Bianca, of course, gets the win. We have AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio, where AJ gets the win. We have Ronda Rousey's Raw return, where she faces off with Becky. No, sir. No, not Becky. Rebecca. You're right. She faced off with Rebecca, after which Lita comes out. And challenges Becky yeah. at Blood Money. Yeah. And I think even WWE was confused, and we'll talk about this later, but I think even WWE was confused by what happened in the ring. And they're the ones who wrote it. But yeah, Becky, or uh, Ronda, of course, Women's Rumble winner. She gets her choice. She doesn't make a decision tonight. Yeah, she says she'll make a decision on Friday. Yeah. So, um... So we get Dynamite then, of course, on Wednesday, which was supposed to kick off with John Moxley versus Brian Kendrick. <laughs> However, uh, a few hours before Dynamite, uh, Brian Kendrick's past caught up to him, where he is a Holocaust denier and a Sandy Hook denier and all of this kind of stuff, which caused Tony... Uh, to put out a tweet saying that Brian Kendrick had been removed from the show, that AEW does not condone or promote that kind of uh, behavior, language, thought processes at all. Uh, good day, sir. Yeah, he he basically said he's suspended pending further review. Yeah. Essentially, the man got fi- hired and then fired In the from AEW just within about. 24 hours. He got fired from WWE, yeah. like, shortly before this. Um, Not because of any of this stuff, but because he did. Kendrick then, of course, put out an apo- a, a terrible apology, a, a non-apology, as it were. But anyway, it caused our, mate, our our opening match of Moxley versus Kendrick to not be that. Instead, we get Wheeler Yuta, where uh, he comes down with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Danhausen ends up cursing Moxley during the match. Uh, but ultimately Moxley beats Yuta as you would expect. Then Did ha- you see the tweets between Danhausen and Renee yes. following it? <laughs> yes. Uh, we then had, uh, part of death triangle, uh, two legs of it, at least Pac and Penta versus the, uh, Kings of the black throne are the Knights of the black throne, depending on whether you want to believe them or the lower third that got put up on the screen. <laughs> Uh, of course, um, Black and King won. Yeah. Then we had Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose, where Nyla wins due to interference from Vicky because that's all heels can do. Uh, Hangman comes out and cuts a promo, gets attacked by uh, Archer, is what it is. Then we had CM Punk versus MJF. This was a 40-minute match where MJF gives Punk his very first loss in AEW in Chicago. Twice. Twice in one of the worst matches, or at least worst booked matches, let me put it that way, that I have seen in quite some time. And this is what caused me and Michael to wonder if we're the old men here. Uh, but that yeah. was ran- that was uh, Dynamite. 
All right, so we move over to SmackDown, where we start out with Roman Reigns celebrating the fact that he is still the champion and always will be the champion. The wise man, Paul Heyman, is back at his side, and Goldberg comes out. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to see Goldberg wrestle anymore, but the little fanboy in me was like, <gasps> Goldberg. I still pop every time I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, we get Ricochet versus uh, Ridge Holland that turns into. No, it a, didn't turn into. That match ended. Ricochet beat Ridge Holland. And then we yeah. had a tag team match. Yeah, Ricochet defeated Holland. Then we have a tag team match where, where Holland James defeated Ricochet, Ricochet no, and Cesaro. Cesaro. Yeah. Uh, we have Eric versus Jimmy Uso, which was a very quick match, which ended with. Uh, Uso getting the win. We have Aaliyah versus Natalia, where Aaliyah got the win via countout. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I understand they have they have Aaliyah with Natalia to help her, but oh god, this is now the third week in a row we've seen that match. Though. Is it only the third? Technically, <laughs> yes. We have um, Drew McIntyre comes out. He's on the warpath. He's still feuding with Happy Corbin. And threatens to murder <laughs> Mad Cat Moss. Yes. Uh, that was a great segment. We'll, we'll circle yeah, back we'll talk and about talk about that, about that one. one. Uh, we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal, where Rick Boog's, uh guitar did not work correctly for the entrance, mm -hmm. uh, but they had it fixed by the time of the end of the match. Uh, and by me telling you that, you can assume that Shinsuke Nakamura gets the win. We have New Day, which is Kofi and Big E, and we're going to talk about this as well, versus Los Lotharios. New Day gets the win there. Then we have a segment with Charlotte, Sonya, and then Ronda gets added. And I don't want to go into detail too much here, yeah, but we'll Ronda... Rhonda says that she is challenging Charlotte for the title. Yeah. There's other aspects of this, but we'll talk about it after Rampage. Uh, Rampage kicks off with Adam Cole versus Evil Uno. Cole actually cuts a little bit of a promo beforehand, talking about how he is still undefeated. His record shows that, that uh, he doesn't care what people say. He doesn't care what happened. That was a unsanctioned match, so he's still the champ, and he will be going far the belt, and I think I said that he started it that way. He did not. The match started. It was a very quick match. Then he cut the promo afterwards. Technically correct is the best kind of correct. Yeah. Uh, we then had Sammy Guevara versus Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, Guevara retains. Um, Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa, where Thunder Rosa wins from a disqualification, which is only the second disqualification that has ever happened in AEW. Um, there was one a couple of years ago because it was during their first year, and then this one. I'm I'm That's just it. I'm more surprised by all of the fact that, like AEW relies on a dusty finish more so than even Dusty. Yeah, but no one catches it, and we've only ever had two. Two. The huh. AEW referees are the dumbest people on the planet, and I include Aubrey in that. Uh, but yet. We'll talk about this because I'm honestly surprised that this DQ was caught, even though the ref is staring at Mercedes 
when she takes the pipe and hits Thunderosa in the head with it. Um, then we had Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal for the FTW title. Um, Starks retains. And that was the main event of Rampage. So. Let's start out with the crap sandwich that is Ronda Rousey and okay. Charlotte. All right. So Charlotte and Sonya are out in the ring. And Sonya says that Ronda has chosen Becky. At, yeah. at no point did Ronda ever say that she was going to wrestle Becky. Well, she she apparently said it off air is what Sonya was getting at. Um, you know, that that uh I thought it was more of a power play by Sonya saying I think that's part of it. You know, and I think it's part of the whole like I don't know what the hell they're doing with Sonya. Yeah. Um it's annoying the hell out of me is what it's doing. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what it was is, is a power play by Sonya because in the latter part of the segment, Sonya gets in Rhonda's face. Mistake number, I don't know, mm-hmm. 12,337. And says, I don't know if you know how it works here or not. I tell you what to do. Yeah. So Rhonda says, okay. Pushes her out of the way, goes for Charlotte. Yeah. Ducks under an arm, a clothesline from Charlotte, and Sonya jumps on Rhonda's back. Yeah. So Rhonda just is like, all throws right. Her, throws her an arm bars her. You know? Yeah. Throws her and then puts her in an arm bar while staring over at Charlotte. So. Oh, and Sonya did have her jacket on, so she was a member yes, of the of administration <laughs> at that point. So is anybody surprised that Rhonda and Charlotte is going to be the, the match? No, not at all. That's always been the dream match for WWE, regardless of, you know, we were talking before we came on air about whether or not the customer is always right. Yeah. And we're not going to dive down too far in that, but WWE definitely does not subscribe to that theory because... Oh, no, sir, they did. They absolutely did. A couple years ago or so, the whole McMahon family was in the ring and said that there's no longer going to be an authority... The WWE Universe is the authority. We're going to listen to you. We're going to do what you guys want. Bullshit. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I just had to bring I mean, that up. Yes, because, I mean, yes, that did happen. But then they never followed through. at all. That was an example of corporate uh, promises now, not being followed. Now, I will say this. I don't want to see Ronda versus this version of Becky. No, not at all. Really and truly, as sad as it is, I don't want to see anybody versus this version of Becky. I, I don't like the big time Bex thing. I think it's stupid. Um, I didn't think Becky, it was possible for them to cool Becky off as hot as she was. Yeah. And then she had a baby. Yeah. And then she came back as a heel. She should have come back. If she would have come back from being a baby. Uh, uh, if she would have come back. From having a baby as a face, then Becky would have been, she could have been next level. You're so lucky my microphone was muted for that. <laughs> because she could have come back as the the mother badass at that point, you know. But they've always wanted Becky to be a heel. Yeah. And they, they just... took the opportunity. It's like they don't. WWE listened to their audience back. Let's say, you know, throw it back to 1996, 19, you know, 97, 98 in that time frame. 
WWE listened to their audience. They looked at the crowd and they saw that the crowd, they were covering half of the arena mm-hmm. with black tarps. Yep. And then they listened to their audience when they had Stone Cold, who was a fluke. Remember, mm-hmm. Triple yeah. H was supposed to win that King yes. of the Ring. They had Stone Cold get up there. Stone Cold cut the Austin 316 line and blew up. Exploded. Absolutely. And they listened to their audience for years up until they made a mistake. And even Stone Cold will admit that this was a mistake. He wanted it. When they turned him heel? They turned him heel. But even then, that didn't stop the explosion of Stone yeah. Cold. And the thing is, they didn't keep it that long either. They realized how bad it was. Yeah. Stone Cold wasn't a heel for more than about six months. And I think mostly he was a heel for that that entire length of time because mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, he was injured. Yeah. And so he really couldn't do much, and it was just, we'll keep him on TV as a heel. Well, look at what they tried to do with Becky before she went out with the baby, right? They tried to turn her heel, and the crowd refused Mm -hmm. for her to be a heel. Well, that was before she was even champion. Yeah, and within a month or so, she was face again. And she was the hottest face WWE had had since Daniel Bryan, and Mm -hmm. I would argue that she was hotter than Bryan. Yeah. And, like... Vince is just so caught up in this. No, I'm right, and they. Yeah. This is a heel. Yeah, exactly. It's it's terrible. I hate Charlotte at this point. Whether whether Charlotte's backstage antics are are part of whatever that part doesn't matter to me. Um, let's be clear. I nothing Ashley, Ashley Flair. Like yeah. I have no idea who she is as a exactly. person. So I like, I, who she is. I, I can't nothing make her. That. I can only make a a judgment call on Charlotte Flair the character. Yeah. I don't like that character. I'm tired of heel Charlotte. Yeah. I'm tired of Charlotte. I'm tired of Charlotte, period. Take six months off, come back as a face, as a different, not a, not in title opportunity. And I'm all there. And this is what we we talked about with MJF as well. There is no evolution to that character. Be a heel. That's fine but you can't be the same heel for years in a row and expect that character to remain compelling. That's not how it works. So we're transitioning to MJF. Yeah. Well, we're fixing to, (laughs) you need a face turn in there or you need to look at Seth, right? Look at Seth. Seth is a boring baby face. Seth's heel work though. Every time Seth has been heel has been, slightly different heel. So it has carried along. You had the authority Seth, right? You had the Messiah Seth. You've had the just cowardly heel Seth. Now you've got this weird, insane Joker Seth. You know, Seth has been multiple different types of heels. He's been heel for the majority of his career outside of the the shield stuff. Well, even as but the shield, even as the shield, he was the shield they was were, a heel. They were heel with. the majority of their run yeah. up until the last what six to eight months. Yeah, then they were faces. But Seth was a he has been a heel the the majority of his time in WWE. But I've ne- I've gotten a little bored with it. But I've never wanted Seth to go away. I want Charlotte to go away. You have plenty of great female talent that you could be pushing. You've got Bianca. 
You got you you let Tony Storm go. Tony could have taken Charlotte's place immediately. You have Becky, who you can go back to face with. Yeah, you it takes have... nothing. It would take WWE nothing to relight the fire under Becky. Yeah, she goes back to being the face. She goes back to being tween, the man, the the man, the tween character, and you know what? I think she honestly, I think Ronda versus Becky needs to happen, and it needs to happen at Mania, and it needs to be a two minute match yeah. where Ronda destroys Becky, and Becky's like, "What happened?" That would work. And have her like re-examine and have her go on a bit of a losing streak. Yeah. I'm not saying a year long. I'm not saying even six months long. I'm saying a bit of a losing streak for a couple of months until she kind of just sits back and says, wait, what, did what I if lose, I, what did, did I lose my fire? Yeah. And then she's back to the man. Yeah. You know, because, you know, Becky's thing was always straight fire, right? <laughs> my terrible Irish accent there. Um, I don't even think that was Irish, but anyway, I, I don't know what that was, <laughs> but, uh, you know, she always talked about that and she doesn't have that anymore. Becky's not worth watching. She's just there on TV and she's, she's existing on her history as the man. And it's ruining people like Bianca. Mm-hmm. So live, live, you know, it's Dewdrop. ruining Drewdrop. It's ruining these next generation of women's wrestlers by letting them get beaten by this version of Becky. But, you know, this is also reflected, and, and I know we wanted to shift to to MJF, but, like, the same problem with Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Vince sees Corbin as a heel. Yeah. And, yeah, he can be a heel. I have no problem with a heel I Baron hate, Corbin. But, but the problem is, is he's never been presented well as a heel on the main roster. That, even at that, there's no, again... There's no evolution to that character. Whether he's Happy Corbin, whether he was Applebee's manager Corbin, there's for the Lone Wolf Corbin was different. Lone Wolf Corbin was great. Yeah. But since he got the whole authority level thing, he's been the same heel. They just got, gave him a different name. Now, I will say. And then the whole segment there, and I think this might have been where yeah, you were going, it is. but that whole stretch. Where he was the broke Corbin. That was great. It was amazing. He was putting out some great character work. His his engagement with Kevin Owens was fantastic to me. Yeah, he was still a heel, you know, because here he is. He's begging for money, but it's not like, dude, can you give me a dollar for a cup of coffee? It's like, I need $10,000, you know. Yeah, just a small loan of $100,000 right. will get me back. You know what I could do with a small loan of $100,000? Right. You know, so... But it was it was worth watching him interacting with Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens with just the exasperated Jesus Christ man. That Get was it great. together. <laughs> it, it, yeah, but Vince has always had that problem. He's all you know. He didn't see anything out of Daniel Bryan, arguably yeah. the greatest professional wrestler of the last decade. Yeah. There's other names in there. That's why I said arguably. Yeah. But you know, like. He didn't see it. He didn't see it with CM Punk. CM Punk's like, no, you're going to recognize. Yeah. Well, that's because those characters did not match Vince McMahon's idea of a wrestler. Period. No. Um, now, I do want to talk real quick about the Drew segment because I, I, I did kind of find it funny. I enjoyed I, it. I, I hate the fact that Drew McIntyre is now in comedy segments. Well, but here's part of the problem. 
Drew is still injured. Yeah. He is not 100%. They're hoping that he'll be back to 100% in time for WrestleMania. Right. He's also a huge star in WWE. One mm-hmm. of the few, quote-unquote, new stars in the yeah. company that they've managed to create over the last couple of years. And so it's important that they have him around for blood money, for right. WrestleMania. So they brought him back before he was at 100%. In order to keep him healthy-ish and to let him continue healing, they've kept him in this feud with Madcap and yeah. Baron. I, I did like this segment, though. I, I loved the whole, you know, while he's staring at Baron Corbin, he just holds the sword behind him and points it right at Madcap and goes, did you really think I was going to fall for this? Yeah. Well, that was original. Yeah. God, that my, my Scottish accent a, was even worse yeah, than right. your Irish. What the Tell f- me a joke. <laughs> And the fact that Madcap goes into a, a different type of joke and Drew's like, no, 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 no. I want to hear a Drew McIntyre joke. I've seen you dress up, I, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I thought the joke was kind of funny. Um, You know, it was, uh, they're, what they're... do the, what do those, the main event at WrestleMania and, uh, I remember the punchline. I don't punch remember line the joke. Uh, they're scot free. Yeah, they're both going to get off scot free. Oh, and uh, uh, he said somebody, uh, as far as like a criminal thing that's going on right yeah. now. Yeah, they're both going to get off scot free, and Drew just starts dying laughing. Well, no, Drew stares at him. Like doesn't yeah, break, right. doesn't he, smile. He stares he at him for a moment. Faces him for a minute, and then he starts dying laughing. And then Madcap the whole... starts kind of laughing, like, "Okay, I'm I'm not going to die. That's great." And then Claymore to the face. Yeah. The whole the the best part of it was as Drew shifted his attention from Baron yeah. to Madcap and starts talking to Madcap and then he turns back to Barry says Baron if you step in here I'm drawing blood yeah because he's got his he's sword got Angela to up. Madcap's throat yes <laughs> so like <clears throat> I love that I love that a smart face and that's why I for the like- most part. They've done that with Drew. They've done it with Drew. They they did it with Kevin Owens for a long time, too. Yeah. Like, I I really like the concept of the smart face. They they acted that way when they were a heel. But then when they turned face, they forget it. Yeah. I, I like the fact that it's one of those, like, I know what you're fixing to do because this is what always happens. Like when Kevin Owens was doing a segment here last year sometime. Mm hmm. And somebody, somebody in the ring said a name, and he goes, "You don't say their name. That makes their music start, and then they come <laughs> down." And about that time, their music hit, and he goes, "See, see, I told you." Yeah, you know, that's great to me because they're they're poking that fourth wall. They're they're acknowledging the fact that wrestling is stupid. It's early cinema sins where they're pointing yeah. out the tropes, and it's yeah. still funny before they just like right. went down the barrel. I used to enjoy CinemaSins. I occasionally still do. Yeah, but he, he they've gone, gone too, too far. far now. <laughs> but, but that segment, though, I liked the segment. I, I don't like Drew in that spot, though. Drew should be a main eventer. I know he's hurt, and we got to do that. But yeah, I, well, I think still. it's I think it's he's hurt. They don't have a spot for him in the main event at the moment. You have <laughs> Goldberg stepping up, which is God. Fine. Like it's blood money. Goldberg is going to come in and get paid. I, I have, I can't blame the man for coming You're in next. His, his little eye twitch that yeah. he has now. 
like, I can't blame Goldberg for coming in because he's. I'm sure he's getting paid a million or two probably to come in and wrestle one match. I I can't fault the man for that. You the, tell me I've got to come to work the, for two hours. The you know? only way that I am cool with Goldberg coming back is Goldberg beats Roman at Blood Money. Roman's what the hell is going on? And then on the next SmackDown, Goldberg comes out and you hear, Y'all wanna go big? And Big E comes down, Big E gets his match with Goldberg, beats him for the title, and then our WrestleMania main event is Roman versus Big E. And we can just let Brock go do Brock things. You know what? Fair that's enough. Not I'm gonna there happen, for it. But I'm okay. That would be awesome. I, I'm I'm there for that. <laughs> Let's talk about Biggie. Okay. Let's talk about Biggie. Nobody understands why Biggie is out of the title picture. Yeah. Nobody like even uh, I think it was Meltzer. I was uh, reading talking about it. Like he's talked to everybody. Nobody understands. Why Big E? He was not supposed to lose his title. He got beat by Brock because Roman got COVID. And then he's immediately out of the picture and has been moved to SmackDown. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going. Like, nobody understands it. Everybody says he doesn't deserve it. Mm Mm-mm. And uh, if you know, if you've ever read Big E's tweets, you listen to the New Day podcast. Big E seems to legitimately be one of the greatest people alive. Yeah, hands down. Uh, so nobody understands what happened. Mm-hmm. But there's no plans currently for Big E to be back in the title picture. And that's terrible. He's immediately back on SmackDown. And the New Day is back together with Xavier being out and injured. I'm cool with the new day being back together. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love the fact that those three dudes are back together and doing their thing again. I love the new day. Yeah. You know, we talk about evolution of things and stuff like that. To me, the new day is one group that I don't want to evolve. I want the new day to be the new day. It's kind of like they've managed to evolve while still maintaining their characters. DX was like that with me. And this, this just shows, you know, Hey, I was watching wrestling when I was 16, 17 years old. You know, here you go. To me, DX will always be funny. You know, people are always going to talk about how, oh, they're just potty humor and all that kind of stuff. DX will always be funny. They hit at the right time for they us. They hit at the right time. Even the most recent DX reunions, when it's like old Triple H and old Shawn Michaels doing 30-year-ago <laughs> hum- humor, I still <laughs> laughed like an idiot at most of the stuff they did. Shawn and Road Dog arguing over who gets the... Yeah. I still laughed like an idiot at the stuff they were doing. Right. You know, I don't want, I don't want them to evolve outside of that. I don't want new day to evolve outside of the new day. Yeah. That said, happy they're together. I wish Big E was still being pushed for a title. Yeah. Like, why is he not in the main event picture? Like even the periphery of it. Like I understand you have your setup. We we know what is happening at mania. We know it's going to be Brock. We know it's going to be Roman for the dual titles. Why can't we we have the new day? Take the belts off the bloodline. Yeah. You know, Xavier and Kofi get the tag titles. Big E gets the universal title and we have them in the, the head of the table. Could you imagine the (laughs) sketches that they would do? Oh my God. It would be amazing. 
It would be fantastic. They'd have a freaking table out on the ramp that they would sit at the head of all yeah. the time. Yeah, it would be great. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Apparently, another thing happened this week. Shane McMahon yeah, yeah. has been quietly, like there's not been an announcement. Let go. The, the rumor is... And I'm, I'm going to maintain that it's yeah. a rumor yeah. is that he has been released from his WWE contract. Yes. He's not well, a part of WWE anymore. Attached with that rumor is the reason why he uh, apparently Vince has been telling people that he was let go, you know, kind of behind the scenes type thing. And apparently attached is Shane was the producer for the men's Royal rumble. Well, let's step back. Jamie Noble was the producer for the men's Royal rumble. Mm-hmm. Shane was unhappy with how he it was done and the fact that he didn't look as strong as he could, so he rewrote the Rumble, which put him in being one of the last three, all of that kind of stuff. And let's, there was I mean, also a rumor going around that this was supposed to lead up to Seth was supposed to be in the Rumble, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to do Seth entering and Brock entering. Um. But Seth was supposed to be in the Rumble and have a spot with Shane where Shane was going to eliminate Seth to set up a match between them. At Mania. At Mania. Um, apparently, Shane was a nightmare to work with in the back. He wouldn't listen anything. So he apparently was told he started, to go home. Apparently, he started playing the McMahon card. Yeah, so he was told to go home. Now... Part of the problem was is that he apparently came in, was put on as a producer, supposedly as like a favor is one thing I heard, that Vince mm-hmm. put him on there as a favor, father for son. Uh, sorry about that, hitting the microphone. But he apparently did not know any of the storylines that were going on. I guess he hasn't been watching the product. Yeah. And how do you come in, be added into a producer role to produce a Rumble, which... If you go back and you look at the past, most of the rumbles in the past finish off storylines mm-hmm. and spin off new ones. They start the road or, to WrestleMania. Yeah, and, and you know, there's there's ones that make it through there and all that. Because he didn't know what was going on and he was so self-centered and focused on looking strong for Shane, mm-hmm. everybody else came out of the rumble looking worse. Yeah, absolutely. Shane and Brock apparently got into it. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if your last name is McMahon. The person yeah. who's going to make the most money for WWE right now, his name is Brock Lesnar. Yes. Whether we like that or not, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar draws money. Unlike unlike Cody's 1A and 1B uh, comparison, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are legit 1A and 1B yeah. in the WWE right now. Yeah. And then right behind him, you have the New Day, but that's just because the merch sells. Yeah. Uh, Shane came in, blew up everything that was done, mm-hmm. was throwing out ideas that Vince's wanted in there. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, these were Vince's directives that yeah. this needs to happen in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And Shane's like, nah, we're good. We're not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. This rumble suffered, and I think everybody kind of agrees with this. This rumble suffered from the fact that Shane suddenly became self-centered. Like this is not according to what the guys in the you know the boys from back in the day said. 
Shane was apparently acting very out of character for Shane. Yeah. And it suffered because of that. It suffered because Tyson Kidd wasn't involved as mm-hmm. a producer, and it suffered because Triple H wasn't there as a producer. Yeah, both of them weren't involved, and that's why Alexa refused yeah. to be part of the Rumble, the women's it, Rumble. You know, with, with Triple H still being out, recovering from his, his, his heart issues, mm-hmm. take his time. I want the man to be healthy. I have no ill will towards him. Yeah. But I think Triple H has kind of been holding a lot of WWE together at the seams. It really feels like it, doesn't it? Because he went out with with the heart issues and all of that stuff. Apparently, then uh, Nick Khan has started to become like this, the favored child at this Mm -hmm. point. And good Lord, WWE has fallen apart. With the exception of like the Roman Reigns storyline. Which has had its moments. Don't get me wrong; it has not been great the whole time. But I don't think you can. Ex- I don't think you can expect anything to be great no. uh, for the whole time. I mean, the man's had the title now. I think for five hundred and twenty-five days. Yeah, like pushing two years. Uh, um, you can't expect every storyline to be a hit. Mm-mm. You know, and we can go back and you, you, you guys listen to us. You can go back and listen to our thoughts. The yeah, there, there are points like, especially with the Kevin Owens stuff with. There's been several spots where we, we have really dogged the the yeah. bloodline storyline where it's just been bad, where Roman was a chicken shit heel as opposed to being this force of nature, you know, all of this kind of stuff. But overall, the storyline has been phenomenal. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one that we look back on in five and ten years yeah, and we say, hey, really this is a good story. story. Uh, it's not going to be a Katie Vick. No. <laughs> now you had to bring up Katie. I had Vic. to. I had to. Um, <laughs> now we've alluded to it a couple times. That that's pretty much all WWE Land is concerned with. Yeah, there's nothing really else to to talk about in WWE you know, Land. Moving over to AEW a little bit. There's there's Adam Cole <sighs> having this new fire under him after like losing it. to Orange Cassidy. I like it. I do question where are uh, Red Dragon. We haven't right. seen him. And I also question where it's going to go because yeah. he's talking about, you know, he wants to challenge for the AEW championship. Cool. I get it. Um, are we going to spin Cole and Fish and O'Reilly off of the elite? I think so. And then they're going to stay bad guys. And then the elite's going to move more towards a face type faction because they're getting, it looks cause... like they're getting ready to break up inner circle. Yeah, Inner Circle's breaking up on Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's kind of run its course, honestly. But, um, I mean, and, and they really haven't been a thing well, for several months now. Hager hasn't even been seen. No. So, and he never got over anyway, so who cares? Sammy's doing the TNT title thing. So there's Sammy on, on his own. Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz have been kind of having this tension going on between them. I'd like Santana and Ortiz could split apart and go join Eddie. You know, yeah. As, as as former new former new X lax, um, well, and they, you know, Santana and Ortiz, they it, it's time that they start rising to their potential. Yep. And Jericho's getting to the point where, you know, the last couple of matches we've even mentioned it. You know, Jericho's lost steps. He's mm-hmm. slow. He doesn't look that great. Yeah. You know, um. It's time for Jericho to kind of step back and become that that special attraction. You know, it's time mm-hmm. for Jericho to wrestle five times a year. And um, he's not, I don't think he's that far off from it I don't think he as is. he is now. I think we go back and we look at how much he actually wrestled in the yeah, last year. 
wouldn't I venture would, to yeah. say that it's much more, more than, than five, ten, five, ten times. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, I could see the elite could go back to being a face faction. They could. I think heel elite has run its course. It has. I, it has I, for there's sure. nowhere else for them to go. Adam Cole, and the the character of Adam Cole, yeah. is a natural leader. Yes. And if he's not the leader of the group, mm-hmm. he's being wasted. Yeah, he's being wasted, and he is not going to be happy. Yeah. He is not the leader in the no. elite. He is another cog in the machine. Now, Kenny is, I think, the de facto leader, but there's kind of yeah. no real clear leader well, in that group. What you could do there is you have AEW in their long, their slow burn storylines. You know, you have Cole and Red Dragon still teasing the split with the elite or with the bucks at least. And what you do is you have them break down fully. And when they break down, you have Cole and red dragon beating up the young bucks. And then Kenny's music hits and Kenny comes running out to make the save. Yeah. And now you can set up this little, you know, you can set up a feud there between Kenny and the bucks, you know, the super elite versus, uh, the the inarguable period, <laughs> you know, um, whatever they decide to call they, themselves, the, the paragon. I think it was a, ner- a term that got thrown around a little bit. Um, you know, you could have that that feud, and that would be a really good feud. And I mean, those three as top heels in the company, yeah, they're awesome. they're they're golden. Uh, you know, you have Adam Cole ready for the championship right now. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, if if Cole took it off Adam Page, I'd be disappointed that Page got a short title reign. Yeah, but I would be but cool with I'd be Cole cool having with the belt. And you know, then you have Kyle O'Reilly in the wings, mm-hmm. and Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole can tell a hell of a story in the yeah, ring. You can you can and, retell the NXT story. The NXT kind of bungled a bit. Um, the problem with the NXT story is it was rushed. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, we got to do this. We got to do this because they knew that Cole wasn't going to resign. And I think there might have been some injuries and stuff as well. There were injuries involved. They were pretty sure Kyler O'Reilly wasn't going to resign. I mean, you can kind of tell that stuff. Yeah. You know, so they had to rush it. AEW could do a much better story with it. Yeah. And personally, I want to see Cole as the top heel because apparently the person they're placing as the top heel, uh, you and I and our friend Brady and Jay. Um, we're apparently the only four on the planet that don't agree. Yep. This is the uh, segment where two men yell at clouds. Yeah. Cause, uh, dear God, I hated that MJF CM Punk match. And, and this, this ties in with the referee thing, right? We talked about how stupid referees are. The referee doesn't see MJF choking out Punk until we get a comedy spot where MJF hides the the yeah the MJF tape hide, under his hides arm. the tape under his arm and, and that is the arm that the ref pulls raises to. and then the tape falls and the ref kind of gives that whole cartoon uh, uh, looks back and forth between them and MJF kind of shrugs a little bit and then they restart and they the restart match. the match so now we've restarted the match only to have the same damn ending. Yeah, if you're gonna beat Punk, whether it's by hook or crook, you beat him, and you move on. I think it was Brady starting the match to have the same dirty ending 
was dumb as hell. Now, the ending of the match was Wardlow coming out, stepping over MJF to go face-to-face with Punk. Yeah. But when he steps over, he drops the ring. Yeah. The sleight of hand was I, good there. I didn't see him I didn't the see it until they MJF. came back. Yeah. Now, here's... I, I think we would have a completely different view on this match mm-hmm. if they had not had the mid-match chokeout ending. It's possible. Uh, I, I, still... I, I think it was Brady who said, did they do that to avoid the riot that would have happened in Chicago? Possible. I still don't feel like MJF deserved the win over Punk to put that on his resume because the MJF character has done nothing. No, he hasn't. The last three feuds have been the exact same three feuds with insert different face. Now, I want you to understand when we say the last three feuds, we're going all the way back to the beginning of 2020. Yeah. With that number of feuds and Cody. Yeah, he feuded with Cody. Cody had to do the trials of, or yeah, Cody had to do the trials of MJF. No, wait. Yeah, Cody did that. Mm-hmm. Then Jericho had mm-hmm. to do the trials of MJF. Mm-hmm. Then Darby. I don't even, did Darby have, Darby I don't think Darby, I think MJF called out Darby. Yeah, that's right. And then they immediately split. So MJF got his win over Darby and then Darby went off. And then has to do the trials of MJF. Okay. You, you've overused that. Stop. So first of all, that's, you know, the elite have done that. MJF has done that. Stop. You're overusing that trope of, you know, to get to the boss guy, you got to fight all the mini bosses. Quit. It's dumb. Stop. It, you, you've overused it. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF has not evolved as a heel at all. MJF is the exact same heel as he was three years ago. What I wanted to see here. If you have MJF beat Punk. Which I'm okay with. Which, I, I know you, you kind of disagree I have on that. I problem with it. But, but I'm okay with it. That's Punk's role is, needs to be to elevate everybody. It right does. Now. It absolutely does. And I think MJF could deserve that rub. I don't think he needed it yet. Mm-hmm. I think he needed to lose to Punk here. Then have a rematch. Have him lose to Punk. And this is how you do it. He loses to Punk because Wardlow gets caught. Wardlow gets caught, and it costs MJF. Punk gets a roll-up, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Right? MJF comes down on Wednesday, throws a fit. You know, he calls out Wardlow. He doesn't necessarily call out Punk. He calls out Wardlow. You cost me the match against Punk. This is your fault. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? You're suspended indefinitely because, you're remember, your contract's with me, not with AEW. Wardlow kind of gets pissy, you know, like he's going to hit MJF, and MJF goes, do it, do it, and I'll just fire you and be done with it. Wardlow walks away. Then we have MJF versus Punk. Again, because Punk calls, or or MJF calls Punk out, tells him, you know, you shouldn't have won that, I should have gotten it, blah, 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 blah. Punk says, you know what, cool, you want to be a a two-time loser, Uh, Maxwell, whatever, we'll do it again. Do it at Revolution. This is March. We don't see Wardlow until then. 
He's suspended, remember? Mm-hmm. So that match starts. They're going. Punk's about to get the win. Wardlow comes down. Punk gets kind of, you know, because Punk's a face, so he's immediately yeah. going to turn his attention to Wardlow. Then MJF rolls up Punk. One, two, three. Now MJF's got a completely different thing about Wardlow. You, you've proved yourself, you know, you're unsuspended. I'm sorry, big guy, that I had to do that. And then Wardlow just power bombs the shit out of Max. Yeah. Over and over and over and over. Wipes his hands, reaches into his pocket, tears up the contract, throws it on MJF, walks away. Then the next Wednesday, we're looking through Twitter Wardlow is all elite. Tony releases a tweet Mm -hmm. saying, you know, I can't let somebody like that go. I was just waiting for this contract to be over. Uh, Wardlow now works for AEW. I I don't even think you wait for Twitter. I I think Tony comes out at the end. Tony Tony comes out at the end and hands him hands him a contract, and you just see Wardlow signs it, sign it. Toss it back at Tony and walk to the back. And you yeah. just like, I think walks that, that the, has more And impact. walks out the face tunnel. Yeah. Right? I think that has more impact that than works too. A, a Twitter release. That works too. Then you set up MJF versus Wardlow, which is something we've been waiting for for a while. Yeah. MJF gets his win over Punk. There we go. I think that would have been a better story than what we got on Wednesday night, which I, I like I said, I disliked it from the beginning. I, I think looking back at it, like in the match, like I was so I we were here. We yeah. we were all upset. Caitlin was here. She didn't like. She's she like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> we were all just pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think looking back and letting it settle in my head, and uh, you know, I haven't gone back and rewatched it, but just kind of going over it in my head. I think maybe we gave it a bad rep because of the two dusty finishes in one match, and. If you do a dusty finish, if he chokes him out mid-match and then wins and then the match gets restarted, he doesn't win again. Yeah, that that's what I think bothered me the absolute most about the match. Because usually, and, and I guess you could say AEW is subverting uh, expectations possibly, usually when you see a match get restarted, the face then wins. Yeah. You know, and there's a reason for that. Because if the heel wins and the match get restarted and the heel wins again, why did we restart? Why? why? What was the why point? Why did we go through the point of what restarting the match? What was the point? Yes, you gave MJF a 40-minute match, mm-hmm. and Punk looked great throughout yeah. most of that. You know, you he go back a little blown up at the end, but, I mean, the dude's been, you know, dude's old. Yeah, but you go back and you look at his first match back, mm-hmm. first couple matches back. Yeah. One of them, I think we even made a comment, this 10-minute match. Mm-hmm. Punk was blown up halfway yeah. through. And, you know, he's still seeing Punk. He works yeah. through it. But, like, just on a, a personal level, I, I was like, he did. look at the cardio between then yeah. and now. The man has killed He's it. been putting in the work to get back in shape for it. And he's a man that could float. He, d- mm-hmm. he didn't have to do that. Yeah. But he cares enough about it to do it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, like I, I am okay with Punk putting over... The younger talent, he needs to. That, like that needs said, to be his role. That's he does his not. Role now. I don't want to see CM. I don't want to see CM Punk as a champion, and I don't want to see Brian Danielson as a champion. I do want to see Brian Danielson as an AEW champion, but I want to see him as a champion 
once we have the next defined AEW star, right? So how Hangman beats Kenny, gets the belt, okay, fine. Hangman beat Kenny Omega. For the wrestling, the internet wrestling community, that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Kenny, Kenny's a pretty big guy. Yeah. Whoever they decide to hang their hat on for the future, I want them to beat Danielson for the, the belt. The only that person will who's carry more weight, if you ask me. The only person right now who I think is the the choice for the role, you know, and you can look at a bunch of people. You can look at Darby. You can look at, you know, some of them. But the only one that makes sense to me right now, if you're going to have them beat somebody to make them and be the name in the sport, Jungle Boy. See, that would be perfect. That That is the only person right now. Now, you know, this could change. And, you know, talking about Brian Danielson, too. You know, after Mox's match with, with Yuta, uh, Debra comes out and proposes a team with Moxley. He talk, He drops Dante Martin's name. Get them away from 2.0. Get him away from 2.0. He doesn't need to be with them. He's a killer. He should be with us. Um, not no, not Dante Martin. Daniel Garcia. Yeah, he does. I was like Dante Martin. I was like, wait, wait, wait. But he mentioned Dante Martin two point oh. He mentioned Daniel Garcia first, though. Uh, with that, he mentioned a couple of names that they should be with Moxley and Daniel Bryan, and we can run this place. And you know what? Even though that's two ex WWE guys. I would love to see a two-man power trip of John Moxley, Brian Danielson, just running roughshod over AEW for a little while. Kind of not like even how, just running roughshod, but also mentoring. Yeah, you know, guys picking like up, okay, picking up Dante Martin. I, I I don't I have not been impressed enough with Daniel Garcia yet to even count him. But maybe I'm just just discounting him because he's with 2.0. Yeah, probably. Uh, like I, I I'm I'm willing to mm-hmm. accept that maybe I have some bias there. Uh, but let them mentor some of these younger guys that are going to mm-hmm. be the killers in the next generation. You know, yeah. Like, yes, I, I am. I want there. to see that. Like, I would be, and I think Jay disagrees with me here. But I would be perfectly fine with taking. Uh, <laughs> I would be perfectly fine with taking. Uh, That's an inside joke for those of y'all that. Uh, Daniel Bryan and or Brian Danielson and Moxley have one of them beat Sammy, have one of them beat Hangman, have them both together beat uh, Lucha Brothers. Yeah, and then they just come out with these two people, come out with all of the gold in AEW. Don't let it last long. You yeah. know, it doesn't need to go for long. But think, I, I mean, I'm in the minority. I'm pretty sure, but I thought when Stone Cold and Triple H were doing that. I loved that in the Attitude Era. You know, that could be really cool, compelling story to me. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, who, and have them refuse to fight Jericho. They refuse to fight Christian. They refuse to fight anybody who used to be a WWE guy. Yeah. Any of them, Miro, any of them that come out to At challenge Cole. Cole. For any of them that come out to challenge, they just go, Nah, we've done that before. Go away. Well, we're only fighting people that were here day one. Or yeah. We're only fighting, you know, 
people that we're have fighting never homegrown been, AEW talent. Yeah, that if you haven't, if you've been in that other place, we don't want anything to do with you. You know, that would be kind of cool. I think yeah. you know, and then you've got the whole. You then that gets everybody mad at you because now all the people that did work at WWE are like, well, what the hell, man? We want our shots, and they're just like, no. And then you have all of the new guys. How are we gonna fight that amount of uh, talent and that amount of tenure and that amount of experience? But that's where you have your Jungle Boys, your Darbies, your you have them step step up and be like, what What are y'all crying about? We can beat them. Oh, they fought in Connecticut or they fought in New York. Yeah, they 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 were the New York. No, exactly. We are all elite. Yeah. Exactly. It's and time then, for us to go take what is ours. Yeah. And then you, you eventually you have jungle boy, take the belt. You know, you have, it would be really cool to me to see something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it, I think it would really solidify that fact of, okay, yeah, they're ex WWE guys, but AEW still beat them. Yep. You know, the, the vanilla midgets from the Indies still beat them. Yep. So, yeah. The only uh, there's only one other thing I want to talk about. Okay. So Tony Khan is hyping a major signing. Yeah. For Wednesday night. Right. Jeff Hardy. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um. I'm leaning, I think, more towards Keith Lee. Yeah, that's so the the rumored people are Jeff Hardy or Keith Lee. Uh, and by the way, congratulations to Mia Yim and Keith Lee. Yeah, they got married. They got married this weekend. So uh, congratulations to the two of them. Like I said, the two names, Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee. I want Keith Lee. Yeah. Knowing what we know about Tony Khan and his ability to overhype things. Mm-hmm. And him, quoting, slamming the door <laughs> on the previous company. Yeah. It's Jeff Hardy. It. <laughs> It probably is. Because WWE wanted Jeff for the Rumble. Yeah, and he told him no. And then they wanted Jeff for the Hall of Fame. And he also told them no. And so, like, to me, that's Jeff Hardy. And I don't think it's right to promote this the way that Tony is promoting it. I'm... What do you do with Jeff Hardy is the problem. Okay, Matt's currently tied up in this AHFO thing with Andrade and But Andrade owns fifty one percent of it. You kick you can yeah. kick Matt out Matt out in like two seconds. Right. Like, but they haven't built to that. Like like if, if there's they, been they either overbuild or don't build at all yeah. in AEW. Like, Let's like, be real here. I'm okay with Jeff coming in if it's one of those like, okay, you have the AHFO. Isaiah's lost twice now, or private party lost. Then Isaiah lost to Sammy. You know, let, let's have another match this week with somebody else from there, and they fight, and they lose. And then Andrade pulls his, well, you know, I have 51%, and uh, you're all out. I'm taking this name. It's now just the AFO. Yep. The the Hardy office is gone. And he fires all of them. Yep. Right? And then now Matt wants revenge but he's pissed off private party enough that they're like, no, nah, man, screw you. I, I, we don't want to do it. And the butcher and the blade are kind of an afterthought in that anyway. Are so they they're just like, there? so they're just like, eh, 
and they walk off. And now Matt needs help, needs somebody, and then Jeff comes in. Now, the other thing that's making me lean this way is Matt has released some teases. Yeah. Promoting a more extreme version of his character. I don't want to see Matt Hardy doing Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy boys things. Every time the man walks, I'm afraid that he's going to topple over because his back don't work. (laughs) I need Um, a white or red streak in his hair. mm -hmm. (laughs) I need him talking to a giraffe like it's George Washington. Yes. I don't need this version of Matt and I don't need Hardy boys, team extreme Matt Hardy. Matt Matt is at the age now that I want to see Matt go back to broken Matt do broken Matt stuff and be that threatening comedy gimmick. That's what I want to see. The other name I'd like to see that's not going to happen is uh, Wyndham. He's been releasing promos on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, in fact, the most recent one said he's getting the family back together, which makes me feel like uh, he's probably going to end up in Impact or NWA. Yeah. Because uh, isn't Titan, isn't that what he's going by? Uh, uh, Braun? Uh, he's been in Impact. I know he's been in Impact. I, I'd like to see Bray in AEW, but then you run into the fact that I, AEW's I deck is just so I don't want to see Bray in AEW right now. Maybe later. Yeah. Um, because right now, what do you do with a Bray Wyatt in AEW? Well, the first the of only all, story I want to see Bray Wyatt in AEW, regardless of what happens, I want to see Bray Wyatt destroy the Dark Order. Yeah. And I don't mean come in and physically destroy the Dark Order. Yeah. I mean, I want him to come in and I want him to look at Evil Uno and say, what have you done yeah. with Brody's legacy? Yeah. And then I want Uno and Stu to go back to the more evil origins that they had mm-hmm. and dismantle the dark order from the inside because they're too comedy now. Yeah. I love the dark order. I do too. I do too. But, but like the that, story the is just too order. perfect. The it story, ain't the dark order. It's not the dark order. And the story is too perfect yeah. of I elevated Brody well, what to have. the exalted one and you guys are destroying his legacy. And yeah. that, that's why, and I, I say evil Uno yeah. is too Grayson because they were the originals. You could have, you could have, even if Braun, which personally Braun can fall off a cliff and die. Um, but you can have Eric Redbeard and Bray come in mm-hmm. and do that. You know, and have them pick up evil Uno and Stu. Let Stu get back to being, the, the Stu Grayson that he was originally, which was he didn't really talk. He just came down. He beat ass. Yeah. You know? Um, and then you have Vance and angels and, uh, silver and Reynolds and all they can go out. They fine. We don't need your dark order. Anyway, I mean, you could even there have a split you know? with negative one mm-hmm. and negative ones looking over at Bray being like, these are my people. Yeah. Like, right. He was my dad. These are yeah. my people. And that's when you have, I think, is it Angels? That's like his favorite one? Or, or... No, Preston is. Okay. So, but, you know, you have yeah. him kind of, these guys are, Dark Order is not y'all's. Mm-hmm. It was my dad's. It's mine. It's yeah. my legacy. And, you know, I, I realize that he's a 10-year-old right, kid. Right, But you use that, you use Amanda, mm-hmm. 
to kind of use some of that. You keep Brody's legacy alive. You manage to re-elevate Dark Order into something and go from there. Honestly, I think Dark Order has run its course, um, and it's just being hung on because of the legacy of Brody. Yeah, Um, I I agree. if, If Brody was still around, Dark Order would have been split up. A while ago, I oh, think. I agree. I agree. Um, you have anything else? Not really. Not that I can think of, at least. Yeah. So that means that it is time to say thank you to McNarb Gaming for allowing us to use this space located here in Gautier, Mississippi. If you can think of a board game that you want, I'm sure they can have it for you if they don't already have it in the store. Uh, come check them out. They've got Wingspan. It's a great game. I played it for the first time this week. It's a lot of fun. They've got a $400 model of Tiamat, who is a evil dragon god in Dungeons and Dragons. So come check that out. Speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, they have all the books that you could possibly need if you wanted to get into tabletop gaming. And while I don't get into it, they have Magic the Gathering and they have Pokemon. Come check all that out here in Gaucher. And while you're here in Gaucher, swing by Big Dog Liquor, uh, pick up. Whatever uh, adult beverage you would like there, uh, whiskey, tequila, vodka, gin, uh, you name it, rum, wines, and then more wines, and then some more wines, and oh, did I mention some wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go down there, grab it. There's always sales going on. Uh, he gives military discounts. He gives senior discounts on certain days. Uh, if you order by cases, he gives discounts. So you can really quickly get something nice for yourself in a bottle form. Come down to McNarve, get something nice for yourself in a board game form. Go home and have fun. And then on your drive. On your drive, you can listen to our friends over at Rogue's Cast Radio. You can. As long as you're not on Apple Podcasts. Well, I think they're on just about everything else. They're on everything else, though. That's a whole other story. But listen to them. You can hear them talk about all sorts of nerdy and interesting topics you can hear their t3 i'm not going to yell in your ear this thank time. you <laughs> <laughs> you can hear their t their t3 which is a new one every week give them a listen i'm sure that you'll enjoy it also one of the guys from rogues cast jody has his own podcast called fearology mm-hmm. where he talks about the history of horror movies does retrospectives goes over movies in detail mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff definitely worth a listen if you're a fan of horror And, you know, once you've listened to them, then you can listen to our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones, where they talk about all sorts of movies, not just horror. They also talk about uh, bingeable streaming shows and just all sorts of television and movie. So, yep, give them a listen. That should fill out your week. Come pick up a board game. Get yourself something to drink. Have fun with your friends and your family. We'll talk to you Next week. Next week. Cheers. Cheers.